Welcome to a brand new edition of The Call. It is a Baltimore Ravens podcast where we talk anything and everything Baltimore Ravens football. Thank you all for listening to us on Apple Podcast. We think we got that fixed. Stitcher for now. Tune in. Player.fm. Overcast. Google Podcasts. Spotify. Facebook. And YouTube. Well, the first week is in the books. I mean, it's like a work week. You know, it's been five practices so far that we have seen. Training camp is in full swing, and Josh and I were able to go down to the stadium, down to the bank on Saturday night to watch, or Saturday, during the day, during the humidity, the, heat, night. the how, sun. How long were you there? <laughs> Saturday night. I mean, did you stay for the Orioles game? I mean, that would be the only thing. It was played at seven. So I think you probably double dipped. Yeah. Now, I was there Saturday night. You were. I was there Sunday night. You got to see a great game on Sunday. You got to watch, everybody else got to watch that on ESPN, watch the, the A's beat up on those Yankees. Luckily, though, I didn't. I was not there Saturday night to watch them lose to the Yankees. What a but. weekend, though. What a weekend. I mean, crazy weekend, right? Crazy good. I mean, uh, you know, rivalry series. They won the series, speaking of the Orioles. Throwing stadium practice there on a Saturday where it was like crazy, right? You've seen the advertisements on the boards in the stadium is, you know, please credit lots for the, for the O's traffic coming in. And then, you know, yours truly, I know you're going there in a couple of weeks, but yours truly today was at the castle. So I have a live report coming off. Um, not, I'm not live at the castle, but I, we can certainly talk about on uh, the breakdown of my reporting from there, my observations, but me and you got a chance to link up at the stadium. We were there amongst the 19,000 plus fans, which is awesome, right? I mean, stadium holds over 70, near 20. We're at the practice in the lower level bowl. So, and all in all, it was reported great sports weekend for the fans. Over 114,000 attended all three games for the Orioles, you know, 20,000, near, nearly 20,000 for the stadium practice. So in all, everybody was showing out. It was a great weekend uh, by all. Yeah, did you did you notice at Camden Yards, you know, up at the, uh, the top – couple sections in uh, the outfield they're usually like since covid those three sections have been closed all the way up top this weekend though sold out crowd every seat in camden yards was taken so obviously like you said this is this is a big deal for baltimore big deal for uh any sort of sports fan here if you're local to maryland it was a huge weekend i loved seeing camden yards on on a national stage on fox and ESPN and seeing that place completely filled. It was great to see. It, it was great to see. And not only that, but it was great to be at the bank uh, back in action, you know, non-game, but just to be back there, back to football, just felt good to walk inside the gates and, and just take it all in. Being on the concourse, walking out there into the stadium, into the seats, and like, here we go. You know, in two weeks, we're going to play preseason football. Then it all I'll always point to the home opener September against Houston. So a um, lot of work to be done. Uh, camp has just started for the Ravens. Relatively healthy still for the most part. 
Um, breaking down real quick, um, our time there on Saturday, we had great views, some practices. Uh, me and you put together some montages of pics and, and videos there on the uh, Facebook page, which is great. Um, I think me and you got some nice coverage um, overall uh, of the team practice and, and some tidbits there. Um, what was your um, initial reaction? Obviously, there were some fresh faces there. Um, Odell Beckham Jr., obviously. We talked about that. Um, Lamar now being that was his kind of first, I would, you know, if you want to call it a public appearance, right? It was his first interactions in front of the fans since the contract and he signed it and all that. So you, you really got to see and hear the buzz and the excitement with the fan base um, and, and the electricity. I mean, like you said, the Orioles, you know, are certainly um, doing their own part, right? Creating the buzz and now Ravens enter Raven season right here. It, it's all full force here with both birds. So, um, what was your initials uh, reaction to all the fanfare and, and the in the initial reactions to everything? I think that uh, due to like the excessive heat, it was the hottest day here in Maryland this past Saturday. I think that a lot of the stuff that normally goes on with a stadium practice was a little more subdued than I've seen in the last couple years. You know, you were expecting to see more tents and more freebie stuff, more stuff for the kids to do. I didn't really see a lot of that, and I think a, a lot of that was due to safety concerns over the heat. So I was a little bummed out by that. Uh, presentation at least going to the stadium and not having a lot for like my godson and his sister to do but for the actual event seeing the the team out on the field I thought that was great there was some uh, it was really funny seeing all of the all of the seats that were in shade completely filled to, like 15 20 minutes before training camp actually started like people were smart they got there they knew they weren't going to bake into the sun and that they were going to you know hide in the shade a little bit but there are three names i want to bring up to you that i thought had the biggest reactions and i'll start with three two one number three our main man justin tucker legend ring of honor guy he's going to be one day hall of famer one day but justin tucker came out the crowd went wild everyone was happy to, to see jt number nine out on the field he was playing around with the crowd he was doing the hulk hogan you know putting his his hand up to his ear to to get people riled up and everything so that was a great way he was the first guy out on the field great way to get the the crowd involved and let him know training camp was starting the guy who got the number two reaction from the crowd surprisingly to me was Lamar Jackson. Now, there may have been different reasons. This wasn't his first time here. We've seen him. But a nice roar from the crowd, but not as big of a roar as it was for Odell Beckham Jr. What? Are you kidding me? Odell Beckham came out on that field, and this place, if there was a roof on the stadium, it would have been blown off because the crowd went bananas for Odell Beckham Jr. I think it was huge and it was great that you and I got to see his first time in the bank. Sure, it wasn't a game, but his first time on the field in the purple and black, first time in the bank. I think the crowd gave him a, a quite a reaction as a welcome to the city, welcome to Baltimore. And uh, I, I think they're excited. I think he's excited. You kind of see what he's been doing in training camp so far. He looks like he's having fun. But I want to say the top three reactions from the crowd on Saturday was number three, Justin Tucker, number two, Lamar Jackson, and number one, Odell Beckham Jr. What do you think? Yeah, no, and, and I'm glad we you talked about that, touched on it, because I think when we linked up at the stadium, we actually talked about that, right? You know, me and you were sitting there, and I was kind of like, yo, did you hear the ovation with Odell? 
And then what and what was kind of I don't know if this was part of it, but it was kind of weird because like Odell came out and all that and the quarterbacks come out last. They did that again at the castle today. So it seems like quarterbacks always just come out last. Right. Um, and like we were waiting for it, waiting for it. And I was like, well, I want to wait till Lamar's reaction for I go and walk over you were like three or four sections over. Right. And um, when he finally came out, they were actually interviewing a player. When I say they, the Ravens media was actually live interviewing a player on the field and it was being broadcast throughout the stadium. I think, I, think it, was, I think it was Ellerby, wasn't it? Wasn't Ellerby the guy they were yeah, interviewing? Yeah, it was Ellerby. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like, finally, here comes Lamar. So I don't know if that kind of played into it a little bit. And I kind of mentioned that, too, and I wanted to get that point out there. But, no, I, I'm inclined to agree with your rankings there of player uh, rea- or fan reactions to the players in, in that fashion, one, two, and three across the board. Um, Odell. I mean, as soon as he came out, dude, it was like rock star entrance. Like fans are going wild. Like, oh, like it, it kind of, it's just, it, it's just insane. So, um, hey, Lamar still draw the cheers, but, you know, Odell is, <laughs> again, outside of eight, biggest star here. I mean, look, JT's one of them too. He plays it up. I mean, he was, uh, you know, we did the footage. He was jogging in our end. So, you know, I, we got blessed, to, I guess, at the section we were sitting in at the end of the stadium because uh, both of, Justin Tucker and Odell Beckham Jr. were doing the workouts in that end zone. You know, we got the footage of, you know, Tucker running back and forth, doing the sprints there a little bit. Um, and, you know, Odell's, you know, kind of chilling in that corner, doing his own personal warm-ups there. Um, so it was really good to see those guys up close and personal. Lamar was on the other side of the field. Um, still got to see him in action, you know, on the field when they, you know, the drills came into play. But for the most part, uh, from what I've seen there, um, breaking it down, it was your typical practice, run of the mill, right? There, there wasn't, you know, there was some ups and there were some downs, you know, and we shared the videos, right? Like, you know, when they were doing the uh, the drills, offense versus defense, and doing the plays, especially close in that ends in the in that red zone offense and red zone offense as a focal point. I personally went the offense and Todd Monken and kind of to work on. I mean, yeah, holistically, he's going to change everything, but um, I'm going to get to his um, fingerprints on everything in a second, but. Um, you know, from what I noticed, obviously Lamar, you know, connecting with Odell early on, he had a sideline catch. Then we, we got the one footage on video there of the uh, touchdown, um, you know, and uh, then there was one missed, right? Mark Andrews crossed the middle. Lamar put the ball right on him, right on the hands, got to have it. You know, even captured it, got to have it, Mark. That's one you want back. Um, didn't really see, though. I saw more of it here, and, and there was a reason why. And when I see here at the castle today, because they weren't padded at the stadium. They had their first padded practice today, which I got to be a spectator and a part of. They weren't padded. So I think that's why you didn't really see running game. Cause I kept like, you've seen like Gus Edwards and stuff in the backfield lined up, but they weren't really utilized at the stadium. So you didn't really get to see the running game on display practice wise and those kind of schemes, but there was plays made on both offense and defense. I would tell you this, it's harder to look for standouts in the stadium because yeah. again you're you're watching the team practice in that big old field in the stadium yeah and i know it's like okay well it's a similar football field on the on the um the castle practice field but look when i'm at the castle obviously you can't take videos and pictures in in the in the the cameras are shut off during live practice for obvious reasons but i mean they're they're right here it's like the equivalent of sitting like six seven ten rows up from the field in the stadium at the, at the castle where i can see them on the practice field they're right in front of me and i can count i can hear the sometimes i can actually hear some of the quarterback cadences a little bit you can hear some of the dialogue when the music isn't pumping so stadium where we're sitting 
it, it's a little hard to gauge on like like you're observing practice, but you can't really hone in. There's so much going on. Like I'm trying to watch the linebackers work over here, and I'm I want to watch the offensive line over here do their drills, and I'm like there's so much to take in. And then like, you almost have to like walk around the entire stadium because you have, again, Lamar's on the opposite side of the field, a hundred yards away from me plus. And then I got to watch the you know, receivers do their drills and um, the defense and the secondary were over to my right where I was sitting in the stadium. So it's, it's, it's a little hard to observe unless you get that nice vantage point of like 50 yard line right in the middle and you can kind of see everything. But um, you know, again, there you know, where we were at, it's just, again, I don't know if you had a different vantage point. I know when I came over sat you, you had the caddy corner seats a little bit. So you can kind of see, and I know the offense was there. I got f- snaps of uh, Geno Stone working and Marlon Humphrey working. So the secondary was there. But from what I've observed and the plays that I've seen, it, it wasn't more so like, oh, they got to work again. Like there's drops, there was this and that, but nothing jumped out at me, Brandon, that was like, I want to circle this and make a note of it. Like, I want to come back to this. It was kind of like, again, you're running the mill practice. It was very smooth operated. It was a two hour practice. Again, it was really, really hot. Um, but I didn't see, you know, and when I say I didn't see anything, it's hard for me to pick like standouts. I mean, you can pretty much say like, you know, you know, Lamar stole the show. I mean, from, from what I observed in his passes, it wasn't like his passes were wobbly or anything like that. Everything was crisp there in the passing game. Odell, you know, seeing his first, live action and him, you know, again, it's practice and it was a knob had a practice, put my stock into it, but look, catching the ball, you know, it's good to see the uh, newest addition again, Nelson Aguilar contributing a little bit, obviously Bateman and Dobbins aren't out there, but Devin Duvernay's out there. You see James Porchet, you're seeing, they're seeing Corsay Flowers, unfortunately was not at the stadium that day for us because he was actually under the weather. Um, did see him at the castle today. I'm reporting that a little bit and give you some tidbits on what I saw up there. But um, that, that's kind of my observations at camp. You know, again, it, it wasn't, it, it's, it's kind of like it, nothing bad to report, nothing good. It was kind of like, look, they got through it um, smooth and um, that's pretty much it. And again, we didn't have the vantage point of sideline and getting down there and, and seeing that, but that's that's our view. That's kind of where my perspective was in practice and overall and kind of the notes I was taking. I think that the Saturday practice, especially because of the heat, I think that a lot of these players weren't going at 100%, and I think the, the coaching staff was aware of that. Uh, like you said, there weren't any pads or anything like that. So this this stadium practice, they do it once a year. I think it's a it's a, a show to the fans of what team they're kind of rooting for, and plus it's also, what's the NFL Network call it, like Back Together Weekend or something yeah. like that? Yeah, I was actually, I was thinking about that. Isn't it like a theme? Yeah, it was like Back Together Weekend. And like the, the NFL network talents were like all across the nation here, like a different spot. Yeah. It was kind of like, let's get back together, back to football kind of deal. You're right. So I think it was like, no, yeah, it was a practice, but it was like you said, it was like, it was the fanfare. Like the kids got the autographs. It was welcome back to the stadium. It was kind of like a, what would you call it? Soft open. Right. Right. So yeah. Like, Oh, let's come in and mingle and get to see the players. And, you know, but nothing was really going on like today's practice though when we get into it, it was ramped up and I have a lot more to say uh, about that, but yeah, I mean, it was just fun to get back there. Fun to see the guys, you know, obviously, you know, you've seen the video with Odell striking the pose, you know, Justin Tucker playing at the crowd, like the guys were playing it up. Like you've seen the, the pose, what we got with Odell, you know, doing the flex on the screen. Like it, it was just what it was like, again, soft opening fanfare. Good to be back. Let's all come back. It's a showcase of the team. And, and it is also because obviously with, the way the training camp lines up with the the passes and the, how they divvy that up and give them away, 
it's again another avenue for the fans who don't get to come to the stadium, which I kind of observed and told my dad. My dad was with me, of course, during the day. It was great to spend time with him there and kind of observed that. I said, look, you're seeing a lot of kids and families who normally don't get to come to the stadium on a typical game day week because obviously what's cost, it's cost big money, right? You know, the tickets and all that. So it, it's a nice way for the community to connect and, and the Ravens community to get together. I love it. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the action that we did see on Saturday. It was few and far between, but you know, seeing the the defense go up against the offense, everybody's talking about the Lamar to Odell Beckham connection, and there's there's couple passes. Of course, one get did get waved off because of an offensive line uh, player did get a flag for a holding call, but. Still, that Lamar to Odell Beckham connection seems to be working really well from the the limited uh, amount of time that we have seen them together. How important do you think these off-season workouts have been? You know, we saw the videos of of Zay Flowers and Odell Beckham and Lamar Jackson all practicing together down in Florida on that blue turf. How important is it to the, to these guys to know each other so well already and to only be five days into training camp and to see these guys connecting and, and working so well together. Oh, it's vitally important, man. I, I think, you know, when anytime these guys can put in the work outside of what's called upon him league wide, um, I think it's a, it's a very great thing, especially with new, um, new offensive weapons and a new scheme. You know, Tom Munkin's scheme now and Zay Flowers, Odell, you're, you're getting new guys mixed in with the current squad, right? DuVernay, Bateman, you know, Andrews, you got Charlie Kohler and Zay Likely in the tight ends. So, you know, I, I think for them to do that, I love seeing it, man. I, I certainly love it. And I hope that continues from here on out until until the end of the regime here. And, and, and it shouldn't change, right? You know, but again, it's all about personal work ethic and, you know, who wants to do what? And if that person, and, and it's always been brought up, right? Like, you know, early in his career, it was never on Flacco to do that. And then you finally like, you know, it was always made a big deal when they got together. I'm like, Oh, now Flacco, you know, I think with Bolden, the acquisition of Bolden, that's what happened. Like, Oh, Flacco's throwing past the Bolden outside of practice. Like, okay, it's what you like to see now. So I think, you know, with the chemistry and him being a rookie, and getting about speed, I think it's perfect to spend time, you know, you know, like if me and your teammates, right, thinking about that, it's good to spend time together, bond, create that uh, chemistry, friendship, team, you know, whatever, you know, bond with the teammates and, you know, create the chemistry on and off the field. And um, it, I can't wait, man. I love seeing that. And, um, you know, it certainly, it'll translate, right? You put in the work and you do the extra, go the extra mile, put in the extra work. It's going to show in the practice field and game day. Ultimately, I think it's, it's it's a trickle effect. It has to be natural. Now, like you said, we do have Todd Munkin coming in. It's a brand new offense. We're we're seeing some of the changes he's already making. Uh, Lamar Jackson no longer wearing the uh, the the wrist tape on his arm, so he's going to have to just you know go off of instinct. That's a big thing, but. I'm bringing him up because it's a new offense. It's We've got some new players here on offense as well, but two guys that knew the Greg Roman system pretty well, Rashad Bateman, J.K. Dobbins, neither of those guys have taken the, the field yet for training camp. Now, again, we're only a couple days into training camp, and Rashad Bateman's sitting out because of, he's, he's still recovering from his Liz Frank injury. J.K. Dobbins is on the pup list, but we're not really sure if it's an injury or if it's due to a contract negotiation tactic. So what does it mean for those two guys to kind of already be starting school late, if you want to say, really? How hard is it going to be for them to get up to scheme, not just to be on the same page as Lamar and this offense, but 
with this new offensive coordinator and this new way of playing football? I'm a little look. It's a business, right? And these guys are smart. I'm sure these conversations have been had, you know, amongst the the coaching staff and the players alike. But now it's a little concerning when you do change schemes and coordinators, and you're instilling everything new, and it's going to be new. It's up tempo. It's going to be faster paced. Lamar's going to go without the wristband. You know, Todd's going to instill his, you know, his philosophies and his way of doing things. Uh, but you know, yes, Bateman and Dobbins are on the younger. Uh, I would say younger side of their career. They're still early in their careers. You know, when I say early, they're within that, you know, they're less than five years in the league. So like I'm concerned, but then I'm not because it's like, I feel like they're going to, you know, I can't speak for them obviously, but I feel like they can certainly come in and grasp it and bring them up speed. And look, because they're probably hurt. That means I want to say probably hurt because they're hurt. They're probably, you know, they're not skipping meetings. You know, let's get that in consideration. They just can't train out in the field. They can't do the physical part. They could certainly sit in meetings. They're probably sitting there and they get, they probably already know the playbook or seen it, right? Like, you don't think that these guys are just going to the gym rehabbing and then like going home and playing video games. Like, you have to imagine, yeah, they're still putting in other work. You know, whether you say, like, you call it, I love how you call it, you know, late for school a little bit, you know, you know, a little bit behind. Uh, but I certainly have confidence in these young guys to get up to speed quickly. And again, with them being in meetings and they probably already know what it looks like, then they can just get out there and it's going to be a little bit of slow ramp up to get them to game speed. But um, no, I'm like I said, it, it causes for a little concern, but for me personally, I'm not because I already know in my heart of hearts without even looking, in, in, you know, and having a, a look, see uh, through that lens inside the castle, um, I already know there are meetings and, and they're being very, um, you know, being very instrumental and very in, in introduced to that new offense. So now we'll see how it goes. Um, but we certainly want these guys back uh, willing and able uh, to contribute, man, because I'm excited. Absolutely. Now, you like you said, today, Monday, the 31st, you were able to go to the castle. You got a double dip of practice, stadium and castle practice. First practice with pads on and uh, Zay Flowers was at the castle. He was he had a, a stomach illness earlier this week, so we did miss him at the stadium. But tell me a little bit about what you saw today at the castle. How was it different than the stadium practice? And, and were you able to find anyone that really like blew your socks off? Well, it's much different. Uh, definitely, right? You, you're more intimate. I mean, look, you're on right. You're on hollowed ground. It's the castle. It's Raven's property, man. You're right there. Um, it's where everything's built. It's where everything starts. You can't get any better than that, right? I'm in the stadium watching the games, but the you know actually have the chance to go there. You know, I've been inside. I've been outside. You know, it, it's a great. It, it just gives you like you just when you pull and you have a big smile. Like we're here. Like this is it. Like the castle for a reason, right? So you just get excited all around. It was a beautiful day. It was less, I would say, I'll use this, less hot than it was on <laughs> Saturday. So it was awesome. You know, I sat underneath the bleachers in the shade for most of the day. It was great. Get walked around. I got my Jimmy's on. Jimmy's food truck was on on site. So I obviously got my crab cakes and football in the day. And and obviously, to shout out to Chris and his family, I was able to tag along with them uh, for the day. Uh, it was great to enjoy the time with them and uh, being out there in the stadium. Uh, with that because I saw them at stadium and then now you know again double dipping and being at the castle was great but my observations it might have been less humid and less hot it was still hot right but it was bearable but boy was the action heating up and it heated up because of the pad of practice um it was intense I'll tell you that the, the, the Ravens were at full strength and just to, to finally get them in pads for the first time and I'm glad to that I'm the glad personally I was there to see the first 
had a practice because there it was chippy. Uh, the offensive defense are going at it. Um, there was plays being made, but I'm going to tell you my first observation. I had a front row seat. Beckham was like 20 yards from me. I lo- We had the perfect vantage point. All the receivers were in front of us. Like Beckham literally, again, was like, dude, like right in front of me. I got to see him interact and do his warm up. I'm going to tell you this. Having him here, I mean, look, the Lamar deal is one thing to have Lamar here as a rating. Look, Lamar's a fan favorite. He energizes. But to have now an Odell Beckham Jr. on this squad and what that brings, star power, recognition, you know, people know who he is. You know, he's famous. He's infamous with the catch. You know, it isn't like, look, like, look, signing C. Smith's great, signing Bolden great. You know, you look at the free agent acquisitions and this team has brought in in the lab. Look, lab personality for me goes back to 2000, Shannon Sharp. And, and, and when they when that acquisition happened and no and anything, whether it's trades or free agency, but having Beckham here with Lamar, it's like double and more so. That's the first thing I observed. The kids were certainly vocal. Odell, Odell. And then Lamar finally came out late later. And you hear like Lamar, Lamar, and then obviously you can hear the crescendo of the uh, of the kids in their excitement. So yeah, I mean Lamar and Odell drew the biggest yells. Uh, but what I observed was the excitement of the young kids, um, just with joy and like seeing these players. Like the kids were so excited. Like you know how like the players come out of the uh, like you can call it like where they come out of the castle where that entrance is. It looks like a garage door. It's like a warehouse looking building. Right. At the end, right. And um, like today I observed like the kids were so excited, like anybody that came out got cheers and jeers. Like, like the, the water boy, like a uh, water boy, the guy carrying like the water equipment and, and all the, like the coolers and the water jugs, he come out and all the kids are like, Oh, and, he, and of course they're smiling. And then you had one of the trainers come out with some of the equipment and they're like, Oh, like, cause they don't know. It's like anybody that came out of that tunnel, it was like, it just was the excitement. You seen the smiles on everybody's faces. I'm like, that was just awesome to soak in and just see and the excitement, you know, and, you know, when Odell came out, but I'm going to tell you this, a couple of things I observed and you just don't get to see this every day. Um, you know, Odell playing the crowd. He, he knows, dude, he was there on the sidelines, like the, the music's pumping. They got, they got you know, hip hop's going and um, Odell's over there just vibing, jamming, you know, striking poses. He knows. And of course the crowd's yelling at him, Odell. And he knows like he's, he just he's playing it up. He loves it. He's soaking it in. He's giving it back, right? And I love that. He's playing along and playing into the fans. I love it. He's feeding into it. And don't you think that's going to translate into game days at home when he does a big play and he gets it? Oh, dude, like it's already juicing me up. And the kids are energized. Imagine I love my buddy. I'm like, imagine if MT Banks like that on a Sunday afternoon, bro. Like he makes a catch and plays it up and does, like it gets you going. Remember, remember how Suggs did it on defense. When they played the, the, he was doing this and it, right? Like, yeah. like that's that's the vibe that I miss. I want that, like just that, that's when you know this team is means business when they're loose like that, and then they go in smacking the mouth, like look out, and not only that, but just like Odell interacting with the kids and waving to them and like you know doing the strike the pose with the visor and all that. And but one one cool thing today I saw is James Perche came over and all the kids were lined up on the uh, railings of the uh, uh, of the. Uh, pavilions and the bleachers we were at he was throwing footballs back and forth to the kids That's so, that, cool. so that was pretty cool to take in that james perche 
and uh, a lot of different uh, kids got to interact with him in that way, and, and they were throwing back and forth footballs. Like he would throw it to one kid, he would throw it back, and then Prochet would throw it to another kid, and then he would throw it back, and he did it for a few minutes. It was great to see. Um, got to see that the, the receivers worked out right in front of us. Um, where we were, when we, when we, where we were posted up today at the castle, um, defense was on the opposite field. Offense was in the nearer field for us. And I got to see all the receivers, man. I got Zay Flowers was out there. Got to see my first action of him. Um, when I almost saw him from him today, he looks fresh, man. You know, he's, he's young man's quick. I'll tell you that. Um, Beckham catching passes. I seen Aguilar. Uh, today, newest Raven. Um, the, the, I saw all the tight ends: Mark Andrews, Isaiah Likely, Charlie Kohler. Um, they were all out there today. So all the defensive favorites, man. Um, you know, of course, and some rookies too. I certainly wanted to circle some of the rookies there: Zay Flowers, Trent Simpson was on my radar, as you know. Now the Clemson linebacker and star. Um, it's certainly something I wanted to see. Um, I wanted to see, you know, David Ajaba. I want to see out of your way. I wanted to see these guys and how the pass rush collaborates. I want to see the linebackers, Queen. Roquan Smith. I want to see the defensive line, Justin Matabuke, and what these guys can do. Um, I'm going to tell you what. Uh, some of the plays I observed today, it's like I don't know where to start unpack, but I'm going to kind of just go slowly through the checklist because there was a lot in two hours at the castle today, man. It was, it was intense. But those are my early observations on early on until the practice started. Um, there was a lot of – they did a lot of 11-11 and 7-on-7 drills today in practice, which was great. You got really got to see the offense and defense go at it in the first pad of practice. Um, but, again, um, first notes was when I first observed 7-on-7, Odell dropped a pass, would have been a nice first down on the far sideline. Lamar put it right on the ropes. It would have been a nice sort of shorter catch. You know, Odell's known for his hands and how good they are, but – Fortunately, didn't haul in the pass. It would have been a great catch. Um, but I noticed one, two coming back on the near sideline to me. Um, Marlon Humphrey got in there, broke up the pass, and Odell snagged it out of the air for a catch. So it was great. So got to see that right in front of me. And the same thing happened later in practice with Mark Andrews. Um, Marlon Humphrey was also involved in the play, broke up the pass, but the pass was batted up. And usually when a pass is batted up, the Ravens defense feast, right? Nope. Mark Andrews picked the ball right out of the air and caught it. So – um, got it was great to see those recovery plays. Um, a great play that stood out to me today, man. Um, Lamar threw a nice ball to Nelson Aguilar into the corner end zone for a touchdown right over the shoulder. Um, Nelson Aguilar beat Brandon Stevens on that play, so that was great to see. Um, there were some early uh, offensive plays there that contribute. Nelson Aguilar is a, a name that a lot of people, when he got picked up, a lot of people were like, oh, why that guy? He hasn't really panned out. Why are they picking him up? But I've heard nothing but good things about Nelson Aguilar in the OTAs, mandatory minicamp, and it seems like he's impressing you now in training camp. Yeah, he was. Um, Just, again, it, look, I'm one of those naysayers, too, because his, his rap is the drops. I mean, look, there's a YouTube montage out there. Go review it. Like, yeah, he can do good. He's an NFL receiver. Of course, he's going to produce, and the Ravens got him for a reason, right? But the, the knock on him has been he just can't consistently catch the ball, especially in big moments, like moving the change. We need that. We don't need Sir drops a lot. We need, we need Sir catch a lot. So that has been kind of the gripe, and rightfully so. But, look, training camp, pad of practice, one thing. Preseason, regular season game, another um, we'll get to see him in action. Now, I don't know if we'll get to see him preseason, but, hey, let, let's hope that can continue. But you're right. You know, calling me out on that. From what I've seen, nothing's bugged me about it. He's He's been shorthanded. Um, 
called a great touchdown. Um, you know, look again, you know, you, you, I reported Odell dropped one. Nelson caught a touchdown. Um, that was an observation today. What was also a good observation is the running game actually came into focus today practice because of the padded practice, because they, they were sort of hitting out there. There was a play where Melvin Gordon got the ball and went to the left and Patrick queen like nudged him. And then justice. Hill got a, a carry and Patrick queen planted him. Like just like, he didn't, they, there's no tackling in practice, but they're kind of like knocking each other over a little bit. Queen like laid into the shoulder and like knocked him clear on the sideline. And you can like, everybody's like, Ooh, drew oof. And the crowd, like they were at it today, man. And when a day where I observed the offense was good, I felt like the defense was that much better. Really? I'm going to hear some call outs, right? I observed Justin Matabuke, two sacks. Lamar was frustrated on one. You've seen, you seen nothing because the, the offense was in purple. Defense was in white, just like the stadium practice. Obviously, the quarterbacks have the black jerseys. Which, was, hold on, uh, by, before by I way, yes, yes, with the gold trim on the letter and the number. Uh, Make them the black jerseys they wear during games because those are awesome. Please. I will. Everybody's been clamoring. They were talking about that today, practice. Like, how do I get one of them? Yes, good plug for that because I would love that. And black jerseys are my favorite, obviously. I would love to see that. Yeah, but there was a play where Lamar dropped back to pass, surrounded by a wall of white. I'm like, where'd he go? And usually he squirts out and does his little juke and a jive and nope. And he spiked the football. He was frustrated. And who was it? 92. Matabuke got his one of his first. Dude, they were in his warehouse today, man. The, the, I noticed today, very simply, defensive line dominated our offensive line in practice today, Pats. That was an observation I got. I'm like, I don't know if that's concerning. I mean, take it for what you will. It's great because it's like, oh, it's our defensive line. But offensive line, if they're not going to hold their own against this squad, look, this defensive unit is going to be good. Mark my words. They are going to be good. It can be very great. Let's see what happens. I think it was Adafe Owe who who had a – he was talking to the media over the weekend, and he says, I think we have the best defensive line in the NFL. I think we have the best offensive line in the NFL. He goes, I think we're ready to go win a Super Bowl. Like, it's July, and Adafe Owe is already talking about a Super Bowl. So, we know why what – why, Dude, why not? Why not? I mean, why not? I legitly – I will swear to you, man, if Lamar was healthy last year, they go deep. I mean, mm -hmm. look. Eight healthy. They bit. They they almost beat the Bengals back to back weeks regular season playoffs, and he wasn't even playing. I mean, that shows you that's good faith in Huntley can get the job done, or, or all can almost get the job done. He didn't, but look, backups are backup. You put eight in with ball. The weapons this team has now, dude, finish the job. I'm telling you, there. Why not talk Super Bowl? There, you just got Lamar paid. Bring in Odell. The defense is humming. What, dude? Why not? Why? Why not? That's true. I mean, look, I mean, the Orioles in the position they're in, and the World Series has been thrown around with them. Why not Ravens and Super Bowl? Let, let's start talking about it. why can't we championship double dip? Can can Baltimore can Baltimore win two championships in the same season? Hey, other towns have had it. Boston certainly had it with the Red Sox and Patriots. It can happen. But yeah, on a day today, defense was dominating. Like I, when I mentioned Patrick Queen, kind of rough around a little bit, a little bit. I have to give rookie my boy Trent Simpson some props. He was doing some knocking around too. Noticed he made some plays on that regard too. Knocked some players uh, around a little bit today. That was one. I'm going to tell you this. Speaking of OA, dude, they do you know, with him in Super Bowl. Why not? The dude was motoring today. Um, the pass rush is going to be there, and Good. I have no doubts. Look, had a practice one thing, but same early observations. 
I kept, I kept watching. Like, and it was different. I, I always find something different to watch on a play. Like when, when the first team was in there, I would watch Lamar's demeanor in the pocket and, and how that ball comes out of his hands, right? And I would watch his reads. Then I would watch the receivers. And, like, when the ball's thrown, like, what coverage are they in and who's open? Like, I try to, like, observe it in a split second, right? Then, then of course, I'm like, when the ball snapped, I'm looking at the line play. and like, can the defense get that pass rush? But I'm telling you what, um, you know, there was a lot of rave reviews by um, the linebacking coach, Chuck Smith. He was making a lot of points uh, about – pass rush and rightfully so and I think it was going to lead the way man Jabo's healthy now um but again getting back to rookie Trent Simpson you know Flowers was out there again you know with the rookies you know you know with the draft class you got this year the two standouts are Zay Flowers and Trent Simpson rightfully so um Zay had a couple of nice catches today didn't really see much of that zip and 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 zooming around as we've seen previous videos of the Ravens there in the media that they broadcast out there but I no, Trent Simpson again on on a day where the defense was on all cylinders and humming, and they dominated the offense more so. I should say, he'd certainly shown in the, in the practice day. So someone look out for uh, coming on. Yeah, it was Melvin. I'm looking back at my notes here. I finally saw. I was looking at glancing. It. it was Melvin Gordon who he slammed down. So you know, I, I remember seeing that, um, and uh, it was a good run play. But um, it was kind of like he was running and just. Stopped and I've seen number 30 pop on that's Trent Simpson's number right now. So that was early observations on, um, you know, you know, me, I'm a defensive minded guy. I love defense, right. Especially with, you know, the Ravens offense, of course, is really hot, you, you know, scoring points and all that. It's something that you always want to go towards, but I would tell you this, my first take of St. Time Monk in live and in, in that kind of setting and realm of, of putting his offense, he had the play sheet there. He's in there barking orders, um, I felt the offense was more, more up-tempo than usual. It wasn't like getting, look, they, and they had play clock simulations there. I didn't see any, like that, that like slow. Remember like that whole like body language thing of like the offense is just sluggish and everything they do is slow. And why don't you get the play call in and hurry up? Like there was no urgency. That's wrong. Get like even in practice today with the, with the, it was like the offense had to match the defensive intensity, which I love. And you seen, I seen the footprint of, or, or I seen the fingerprints of Munkin all over that. And I can already tell you from my observations, that offense is going to be more up-tempo. They want to get things done quickly. And that's going to keep, that's going to build up for the Ravens and running that style offense, because it's going to keep the defense, you know, second guessing what they're trying to do in their schemes, but then they don't know where it's going to come from. So, that's certainly something to monitor. Um, you know, another observation was a couple there too is out of practice. Um, there was one minor injury. You know, Geno Stone got uh, a little bit banged up at towards the end of practice. He came close to our sideline. You can see him noticeably wincing and kind of like grinning in pain. Had the trainers come over and help. He was hobbling a little bit. Harbaugh, I did find out um, in the post game, not post game, the post practice presser. Um, as of right now, the early report is it's nothing too serious to monitor. So more uh, come on that, but it didn't look like we lost anything or anybody to any significant major injury. Um, it seemed like Gina Stone for the most part was going to be okay. Uh, Marlon Humphrey did break up some passes too. Um, there was a nice pass to uh, Tillon Wallace and Marlon Humphrey stepped in in there and, and uh, batted that out. There was a dropped interception by a few linebackers. Um, so there were some tip balls there. So, but again, the defense was humming. That was one to, to make. And uh, another one was an interesting perspective. From what I can observe, Rob was sitting, I believe to be who it was is Bashadi. 
for one, don't know the gentleman next to him, but I can probably tell you it was more than likely Eric Acosta sitting next to Bashadi on the golf cart. Towards the end of practice, out comes J.K. Dobbins walking out with a trainer, or I'm assuming too it was a trainer, right? It was another individual. Looked like for me, all smiles. He came over to the golf cart. He actually came up behind what was presumed to be Bashadi behind the steering wheel and gave him a big bear hug from behind, shook his hand, and they were like talking and nodding. And me and my boy Christopher told Matt, he leans next to me, he goes, Do you think that means a deal just got struck? I was like, I don't know, but it, it but it was friendly, you know. So I don't know. Yeah. And I told him, I said, I like to be a fly in that cart because I want to know what that conversation's about. But hey, it looked like it was very positive from my observations. Good to see him on the sidelines. He came out towards near the end of practice. Didn't see a Rashad Bateman sighting, but J.K. Yobbins did make an appearance onto the field, walking on the field as of late. So, again, he could have been in there getting treatment, working out. Don't know the regimen of the players, but that's something I observed from being there at the castle that you won't get to see. Um, something to make a note of that, um, you know, again, see what happens. I don't know. There's There's been some disgruntled there with, is he holding out? Is he really hurt? We, we know the running backs – and not only JK, but the running backs in the league are are kind of kind of like it is taking a stance with themselves in the union, saying like, "Look, you know, we matter too. You know, don't just pass the ball. You know, give us the ball, give us the rock, and gotta trust it." And let's uh, hope again. We talked about it before. Let's hope JK can uh, remain a Raven and things can get done, and he can get healthy. We miss him out there, and he's going to be a big playmaker for this offense. But um, yeah, this is something certainly new to mine. Fan base is energized. It was good to be back there. Let's let's hope they stay healthy, knocking on the wood here. But there's yeah, there's my castle and uh, practice observations from today. It was great to see. Defense is going to sh- they're going to steal the show. I'm telling you that right now. And and again, the Ravens have the star power on offense, and they got the firepower to do it. But this defense right now, why not? Why can't they be number one in the league? And and with Roquan and company leading the way. Um, and something to note of too, um, you know, going back to the star power real quick is I'm sure, and you brought this up earlier too, right, man? Is you know, with the crowd reactions with Odell and all that, you you saw it right Saturday night after practice. Apparently, you know, Ra- a few Ravens and Lamar Company went to a Drake concert in DC, and Lamar was put on stage, right? And uh, I saw some social media comments, and and you know, and I kind of put this in my in my to thought, and I was like. As much as the Ravens like to be underdogs and under the radar, they can't hide right now, and they can't ever. They have star power, too much of it, and if you want to be taken seriously and be contenders, they're going to have to walk the walk and not just talk the talk. Um, And they can't hide behind that whole underdog mantra, and they're going to be in the limelight. You have an Odell Beckham Jr. You have a Lamar Jackson. You guys are polarizing. You know, you have some personalities on defense, right? You have a Justin Tucker who plays the crowd. You have a Marlon Humphrey who does his, you know, social media bits, and and, and he's a star in his own right. You know, you, you got some you got some personalities on this team, and uh, now is not the time to be shy about it. And now it's time to just go harness it and put it to work. And you're going to be there. And if you want to be like, oh wait, you want to be taken seriously and be a Super Bowl contender, why not get win it all? It, who better than talk about the number one team overall? You know. When, when it's all said done and they're hosting the trophy, I mean, they're going to be talking about you. Why not us? And I, I think, you know, if, if this team can, if this team can translate into games and success, what we're seeing and what the buzz is, look out, man, because you're, you're going to, they're, they're going to be talked about a lot. And with, with the primetime game slots that they have, was it like five? They're in a London game. You know, they're going to be out there 
and uh, out there very frequently be talked about, and uh, rightfully so. And with the Lamar contract now under under wraps and uh, done with, and then now with that, that's going to come into conversation because with every with everything's going to be scrutinized, every success, every every bad thing that he does, every mistake, and with Odell, everything's going to be criticized even more. You know, with Odell, oh, can't believe you signed that old receiver, man. He's he's not doing what you're supposed to do. And Nelson Aguilar's back to Java. You're going to get it. So with that success comes the criticism. And uh, I think the Ravens can certainly handle it. But welcome to the limelight, guys, because uh, spotlight's going to be on you. I mean, look, the Orioles are making noise, doing it right. Everybody's talking about them. I mean, now they, they said, like, why not? Why can't the Orioles be World Series contenders? Why can't you say that? You know, they, they've shown it. They're seriously a World Series contender by some Hall of Fame pitchers. Uh, I think John Smoltz said it this week. He says, you yeah, know, they got to be taken seriously. Ravens right now haven't played a, a down of meaningful football yet, and we're already, like, we're not crowning them, right? But why not talk about it? Let's just now be about it. You know, Lamar said it back when he's right. They're like, you're going to bother me, believe that? Well, let's believe it. You know, the belief has to come. Let's see it. Let's get excited. I'm certainly excited, man. You know, I'm not going to be that pessimist. Like, ah, we'll see. Dude. Everything's on the table. All the cards on the table now, man. You got you got the acquisition of Odell. You got some receivers. Let's get some of these guys healthy. Duvernay's back. Duvernay's a baller. The, the tight ends uh, room's good there. You 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 brought in Melvin Gordon to help out the running back game with J.K. Dude, let's just go get it. The defense is humming. You got the playmakers. Let's just go get it, man. Let's just go take it. Why not? Let's do it. Why not? Exactly. It, why, why not us? Why no. not us? As I knock down the iPad again. I love that. Why not <laughs> All us? Right. So uh, that that wraps up this uh, this week's show. But before we get out of here, big happy birthday to Big Jonathan yeah. Ogden. J O has a birthday. Yeah, J O, happy J. birthday J. to him. So Josh, I have to ask you, what is your favorite Jonathan Ogden memory? Oh man, my favorite Jonathan Ogden memory. I have to go back because obviously it's been he's you know, it's been quite a while since I've seen him play. But I will tell you this: don't know the game or the player, but I remember the play in my mind, and I can't remember the team. But I remember the play. He pancake blocked somebody so hard, <laughs> and it was just like I was like, dude, the guy's a machine. He's a beast. Like, I mean, uh, he's a Hall of Famer for a reason, right? And he the way he just blocks, man. He just mauled people sometimes. And there was a there was a play where he just get in it, and the guy just had no chance. Like. Like, dude, you look like a child against J.O. And, and there's probably many, many plays like that in his career. But I would just say the pancake blocks uh, were certainly one of my favorites. He would just go out there and just set the tone. Uh, but I will say this. I met him a few times. And, uh, you know, my favorite memory is actually just interacting with him, you know, you know, talking with him. Um, I got a few of his signatures, got his Hall of Fame signature. And to, to really talk about him being the first Hall of Fame Raven, um, that would be, that would be something, Hey, if me, you can somehow make it work. That would be a memorable interview because one thing I didn't ask him at the time, because obviously, you know, we, it was way younger, right. And it was an autograph signing and you, you know, you know how they think, you know, how those things go sometimes. But one thing I want to ask him, what does it mean? There's, it's like a two part question. What does it mean to be a hall of famer? But not only that, what does it mean to have the to be the first Ravens draft pick and also the first Ravens Hall of Famer in that same regard. Like, what does that mean to you? That would be something I want to ask J.O. And if I ever got the chance, I certainly want to be able to ask him that because I think that's a very good and important question. Um, and it's one that's always been on my mind because the day that I met him, I got him to sign his Hall of Fame uh, photo, but then he also signed a photo of himself and described Ravens first draft pick 96. 
So he, he started it all, and he's the first Raven to don a gold jacket in the hall, and it uh, means a lot to us. I mean, and I was there to see it live. Yeah, I saw him inducted. I'm going to be there for every Raven. I've been there for three of them already, Ray, Reed, and and, and, uh, and J.O. So, uh, but, yeah, man, big shout-out to big Hall of Famer, J.O. Happy birthday to you, man, from the Call Podcast. Um, certainly, uh, you're one of the special ones out there. It's one of the greats, and you hold that special place in Ravens' hearts, Ravens fans' hearts, and that concern because you were the first. You were the first to start building it, and uh, the cornerstone, man. And that, you know, you were Ozzy's first. Uh, you were the first ever pick, man. Like you can't get any better than that. Started at '96. Look where we're at now. Yeah, I gotta say, I think you and I, we went to Jimmy's famous seafood for a playmaker night. And uh, we were just there. We were having a good time. And we pull up to Jimmy's and there's big Jonathan Ogden in the parking lot walking to the place. And you slam on your brakes, unroll the windows, and you're like, J.O., hey, what's up, J.O.? And you're waving to him outside the car. And I'm like, wow, you never knew who you're going to run into at Jimmy's. And then we go up to the, the live bar up top and uh, we're waiting for the playmakers to go around and hand out the tickets, trying to win game day tickets. And Jonathan Ogden's behind the bar. We didn't even know it, but he was there for an event, and he was he was pouring everybody drinks. So it was really cool to have a – I think I got a mule made by Jonathan Ogden, and he served me a drink, and then he gave me a, a, a an autograph. I think he gave you an autograph as well. But it was awesome. You know, it was such a great night. Uh, we were expecting just to see some playmakers. Little did we know that, like you said, we, we saw – a hall of famer serving us drinks at Jimmy seafood and Jonathan Ogden. So what a cool experience that was. It was a blast. Unexpected that's, to see him there. That's one for the ages. See, I was leaving it up to you to bring that one up. <laughs> I was happy to know it was a great time, man. I remember that. Um, yeah, it was just like random. Like we were just there. Yeah. I think, yeah, you're right. We were there for some, just like, just, you know, like for an event. And then we were just like, all right, let's go upstairs and you know chill and get the live bar and get situated. And we're like, Jo's our bartender. Like, what is this about? Like, yeah. And it was like pretty cool to get his autograph that day, him the service and drinks. But again, it was all for good cause and charity. And Jimmy's does that occasionally. So, um, great. Again, being being a great guy as he is, and he's always at the games, man. I don't know if you know, but like, he's always featured in those sweet boxes under right. the words. Like every time they do the fan and they pan, he's up there waving. I'm like, he's like always at the games, making appearances. He's always around, which is great. Um, it's not like he just retired, disappeared, right? So um, he's always around. And uh, what what better way, man, to be reconnected to the, the team that uh, you're giving back to the team that gave to you, right? And, uh, you know, gave, took a chance on you and you built a whole thing career out of it. So uh, it's certainly something something to be said about that. So uh, who knows? Maybe we'll uh, get Big J on the call soon one day. And we'll get to interview him about uh, being that first everything. Hey, the season is long, so we're just starting out. So – Maybe Never know what we can bring, man. Exactly. So we'll see what we can do. So uh, let's embark on another one, man. Here's to another one. 23, season 11. Let's go. I love it. So, Josh, have we covered everything for this episode of The Call? On a week where it was Mo Gavit Day. Rest in peace, Mo. Appreciate everything you've done in your lasting memory. But I will say this quote, the Raven, never Mo. 
All right, everybody. Well, if you would like to continue the conversation with Josh or I, you can. It's real easy. Go over and join our Discord, discord.gg slash the call podcast. Join our server over there. Get ready for a game day chat, some tailgate talk. Everything's going on over on our Discord. And check us out over on Facebook, facebook.com slash the call podcast. Like us over there. Whenever a new show comes out, you'll be the first to know. Now, we do the show for free. You listen, stream, and download for free on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player.fm, Overcast, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Facebook, and YouTube. All we ask in return is for you to please spread the word about the show. Write us an Apple Podcast review, rate us over on Spotify, and let people know on Facebook and Twitter and Tumblr and Pinterest and Instagram and Reddit and Snapchat and Twitch and TikTok and Hive and X. X. I don't know where I caught that. I was waiting for it. It's X. Dude, I have to tell you a story. Ready? All right. Speaking of this X thing, I don't know what this obsession with X and Elon is. I had it explained to me at the game, the Orioles game, and I'm like, I still don't understand. But apparently Elon's got this obsession with the letter X or X or everything. But <laughs> so I'm going to show you on, on the video here, because me and you are on the, the video. Uh, I'm going to show you if you can hopefully see it. Because I'm going to show you the power of muscle memory, right? And not paying attention to things. But apparently, my apps, Facebook and X now are side by side, right? So okay. when I have my phone, because I know where they're at without swiping through my iPhone, I can go like right to the, like the app and just click it. Didn't even know it changed it. I didn't even know Twitter changed their name, right? <laughs> so I'm like going, I, I, and I found this about last night. It was about the Orioles game. So I'm going to. I'm like going to the Twitter app and I just click it. Right. And then everything pulls up. I didn't know it had this X on the top, but you know, what's pretty funny. If you hit, if you hit like the compose, what would it be a tweet? It still says tweet in the corner. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, I'm going to go Mr. Elon. What are you going to call it now? Is it, is it going to, instead of a tweet, is it going to be like an X or is it like going to be like an X script or like, I don't know, but like, it's pretty funny. I guess I caught it. Cause you're going through social media. I'm like, Nope, that's Twitter. No more. It's X. I'm not calling it X. I, not until, calling it X. I'm not calling it X yet. I, I, I need like an official, I, he can change the logo all he wants. San Francisco, it's official. The bird's gone. The bird is dead. Yeah. The bird is dead, but not like the Raven or Oriole, but we're talking Twitter bird. If you're all just tuning in late, this late in the show, we're talking Twitter bird is dead. The Twitter bird, whatever you call it, yeah. Uh, he, you you still go to like Twitter dot com. Did that bird have a name? Bird... Larry, Larry Bird. Dude, dude, that was so unoriginal. It was it really Larry Bird? You just made... yes. Oh, I'm serious. I, no, seriously, it was Larry Bird. Larry Bird. It was not. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> but yeah, it's X now. So now the platform is X. So get your. You're gonna get your tweets now. First, first they take away Stitcher. Now we're changing and they it to up X. Apple Podcast, and then now they they an X. What is going on here? I I have instead of TikTok is gonna be Tic Tac Toe now. Watch. <laughs> I have remember, I have it in Bill my Belichick, brain. Remember what Bill Belichick said about the the social medias? When what they called Face Space. No, he said it's not <laughs> Face Space. He said Insta Chat. Or it's, something. Where he was like Instagram and Snapchat. And he goes, I don't do or Face Snap. He said like, Face Snap or Instagram. He like merits the two, and I'm like, 
that's going to create a new social media now, like Snap, Insta Chat or Insta Snap or something stupid like it. It was funny. You had to go back. It built all the He was like, I don't do Insta Face or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he still want original. I love it. But um, yeah. So I called the house and say, nope, it's X now. So I didn't find this out. To long story short, I didn't find this out until the the Orioles game. I'm standing in line at concessions last night. And I'm like looking. I'm like, what's this X app? And I pull it up. I'm like, it's Twitter. When the heck did they change the app? Like, I just figured it out. Like, light bulb. I'm like, and I'm like going back to my seat and ask my buddy. I'm like, when did this happen? Like, I didn't know if they changed it. I don't even know when this whole happened. Apparently, it was like, yeah, like, he didn't like Twitter. So he changed everything. And then I just found out today, I saw the article, like, residents are complaining in the San Francisco City District because the X is all lit up, bright and big. And I mean, Eli's got a lot of money, but geez, but it's, it's just, yeah, now it's X now. So. Yeah, I, I got oh. a certain way to say things on this show and they're taking away Stitcher from me. I got to call it X net like this. This is going to have to hurt, man, because I told you I always go down to the gambit and I'm like, I like memorize it. I'm like, dim, dim, dim. now you're going to have to like rehearse now. Yeah, this is going to give me a minute. The heart anyway. Now you got to rehearse. I'm going through my own training camp. All right. <laughs> OK, now we got to train you right. See, you get next time I'm going to quiz. You're going to do it real slow. Like get, catch us on. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitch, and you're gonna say Stitcher right off the bat. I'm gonna catch you, and then you're gonna say Twitter. I'm gonna catch you. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start dinging you for this. Yeah. How many weeks is it gonna take for me to get used to this? I don't, man. It's gonna. Now it's we gonna... got it. X this time. X. We're, we're yeah. probably much, we're not gonna. We might do some changes, new changes for the improvement of the call, but we're not changing the name. The call yeah. stays. All right. Well, hey, that's right. that's it for the show this week. Thank you all for listening to us. Check us out on all the socials, but Josh, take us out the way you always do. Absolutely, man. Thank you. And uh, it's been fun so far diving into the early days of training camp. Football is officially back unofficially. Some, so we, we had a war about this the other day about Purple Fridays, right? When's the first Purple Friday celebrated? I'm going to ask you, when's the, when do you celebrate the Purple Fridays? Because to me, I feel like it officially started last week. When training camp starts, that was the official Purple Friday. But some people don't celebrate it until, like, the week of the opening game. And I'm like, it, but the Ravens are, in like, in camp. It's, pretty, it's football season, man. Come on. Like, this is Purple Friday. Start of the regular season, I start wearing purple because in the summer, when I'm in the office, I wear Hawaiian shirts on Fridays. It's yeah, for Luau Fridays. Shirt. I saw one at practice today. I think it was $120. I looked at it. A hundred and twenty dollars. I love my Ravens, but man, I'm gonna spend a hundred and twenty dollars on a shirt. You know what? Santa Claus will bring you one in December. <laughs> I'd wear it in December. You know me. I you know I would. <laughs> then we knew going into the beach. Yeah. So yeah, we got where was I going? We had training camp, we had Purple Fridays are flowing. Whether you celebrate it now or not, there, there's an unwritten rule about that, but hey, I'm still celebrating Purple Fridays. It's official. We're talking Ravens football. It's done. This is the first or the, the I mean here. This is football until February, so like it or not. Uh, can't wait, man. August is embarking on us really quickly. It's next day, believe it or not. Um, this is it. We're here. It's preseason month. It's fantasy football draft month. This, this is it. It's training camps are all full swing with all 32 teams. And uh, Ravens, we're all, we got you covered from top to bottom. And then some can't wait, man. It, preseason game number one is closing in on us. I can't wait to see the game action and uh, just to see the team gel. Can't wait to see who emerges. Who are you looking out for? Who are you looking out for to emerge in camp? Who are your stars that you want to see rise to the top? 
who are you looking to maybe that's flying on the radar now who are you looking to make the team who do you might think might not make the team that's probably has a good showing now that you might think might fall off uh tell us over on all of our socials and the call facebook we would love to hear from you in that regard until then enjoy the camps if you're going out to the castle enjoy the moment soak it up hope you got a pass i know brandon's got one a little later can't wait to hear about it and if you're out at the castle attending any of these practices we're attending the preseason game coming up in the only home preseason game on the horizon please talk about it let us know love to link up with you guys love to hear from the call faithful but that being said let's embark on a training camp and hopefully here a season to remember that being said how about it Baltimore Ravens let's fly high This has been a production of Brando Cash Entertainment. Music by Brad Lepore and Daniel Kelly from the DBK Studio. For more information, go to brandocash.com.